Do you feel like you're the only young person who cares about your Catholic faith? Do you look around at mass and only see silver foxes? We're Jake and Kathy, a young adult married couple, and we're here to tell you, you're not alone. That's why it's time to get Truth Pops. You're going to get a podcast designed specifically for you, a young adult Catholic in a pop culture world. The countdown is on for Truth Pop. We'll connect Christ into culture. Without further ado, this is Quality Check. Play that theme music. Film, film fans, fans to a new episode of Quality Check. I'm one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me with the other microphone, Drew Douglas. We thought that would be fun. Was it fun? Did it hurt your voice? No, my voice still hurts from the last podcast. <laughs> and if you want to hear how and why Drew injured his vocal cords, why don't you go ahead and download our last episode? The moment that Drew lost it, and it's toward the end of the podcast. But I remember when that happened, you started dripping blood on the microphone. I thought it was part of seeing us. It's between shredding my vocal cords and then also I have to get my wisdom teeth taken out in like a month. And my mouth is just in a state of agony all day, every day. You're preparing for it. So now I got that to look forward to and... I'm just, this whole region up top is really giving me trouble. So do you have compacted teeth where they're coming in sideways for the wisdom teeth? Well, what's teeth? interesting, I got extra, I never had x-rays done, but the pain was getting to the point where I had to get something done. So I had some days off, got them x-rayed. Turns out I only have uh, wisdom teeth on my right side. Oh. So I only need two taken out because there's nothing on my left side. And uh, yeah, one of them, my top one is kind of coming down at an angle. I think there's like an 80s or 90s movie called Dr. Giggles or whatever. What if right before you went under, you see this guy carrying this giant power drill or this giant saw, and right before you go to sleep, that's the last thing you see? Who started that? Because I remember a movie, uh, I think Tom Berenger was in it. It was called The Dentist. Yeah. There's... And he was like this creepy dentist that was just banging some pee. I kind of wonder if that was like a ripoff. All right, so Dr. Giggles, 92, a madman who believes he's a doctor, played by Larry Drake. I just, all I remember is the dentist, and it was Tom Tom Berger banging some patient pee. <laughs> Let's see here. I'm going to look this up right now because I can't remember Corbin Benson. Corbin Benson? Bernson, yeah, I'm sorry. Corbin Bernson. It's not Tom Berenger? No. And it was a 92 film, 96 film, I'm sorry. And the synopsis, an extremely successful dentist goes off the deep end after yeah. he catches his wife cheating on him. Ooh, Look. Yeah. There, <laughs> that is, is that Dean Norris? I think I might no, have the Corbin. plot a little wrong. But I do, this is around the time Corbin was in Major League, which is interesting. Yeah. And so that's like his movie knockoff film that he's like i did major league i got a lot of fame from this 
So I'm going to do this movie. It's called The Dentist. You know, around that time, there were so many weird movies that came out by like one name. Like they they'd have one name like The Dentist or Giggles or something like that. Now, I don't really know if he was sexually assaulting patients, but I seem... From what I remember, that movie had nudity because I remember it as a child. And I don't know why I would remember The Dentist other than there were boobs in it. Maybe that was like the one movie that stood out in your mind. You know, like whenever you're a kid and you see a movie and you remember that years later, even though there's nothing memorable about the movie because that's like the first time you saw something crazy happen. Maybe that is what happened when you saw The Dentist. Are we going to talk about The Dentist today? Yeah, we're not talking oh, about the I 80s or it. 90s. Did you, you seriously watch that to prepare for this episode? Yeah, I picked it up on 4K. Well, I ended up watching Giggles by accident. Well. And that was going to be the transition from your wisdom teeth talk. But no, we are not covering 90s schlocky movies that are, I would call those B-movies, wouldn't you? I'd call them masterpieces. Woo! Need to bring those back. Remake those. So, in this short and sweet episode, we are doing pop Culture Pick'ems for April. That's where Drew and I will pick three things coming out and are happening in the month of April that we're excited for. Now, not all of these are movies. Actually, I don't have any movies on my list. I'm excited for some movies coming out. I'm excited for May because I have two albums. Okay. And then the third is a toss-up. So do you have a movie on your list? I have two, yeah. Okay. I kind of settled on two. Okay. Well... They're Let's, probably the most obvious picks. Hey, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I had, I had trouble with April. Interesting. I So before we recorded, actually like a month ago, I said, I've got April picked out. Yeah, you were way ahead of the game. I finished mine last night. I, I searched again, hoping to find a diamond in the rough, and I could not. I actually had a reversal on one of mine, in which I had all three of them picked. Then I went back and changed it. So there's... A little difference on what I was originally considering, but let's go ahead and start with April Pickums. Drew, what is your third most anticipated? Is this your wild card, the one that you're unsure about? No. This was this was the first one I picked. Um, I saw it, and I kind of forgot it was coming out. It's a Netflix series. It's called You Versus Wild. It's Ooh. the new uh, Bear Grylls show. You might remember him from... Man versus Wild. Man versus and he wild. has like a NBC show. Anyway, they're doing the Bandersnatch synopsis uh. with this one where it's basically he goes out and he does stuff in the wild and then me or the viewer is allowed to choose what direction he goes in. I get to choose and it could lead. I mean, it's basically how to kill Bear Grylls a thousand times. <laughs> the ABCs of death featuring Bear Grylls. This seems to be a direction Netflix is going where it's choose your own adventure. Yeah. And I'm sure it all ends the same, just like the books did way back when. I haven't done Bandersnatch yet. Did you ever do that? I did How recently. Long did that take? And that, I was, I'm not talked to you about that. It was like a random movie watch that happened a few weeks ago. It was like a really dreary day, just really nasty out. That took me like two and a half hours. And it was fun, but there are like roughly five or six different endings that you can come up with. Some of them are wildly different but even though they're not the same they do have kind of a common theme don't want to give it away but there is something interesting that they did with bandersnatch i really had a fun time watching that film 
some crazy things that I was not expecting, and I will say that the film did not turn out the way I I was anticipating, nor was I expecting to have as much fun with it as what I did. Can I do it without any prior knowledge of Black Mirror? Never seen an episode. I mean, I've only seen like two or three episodes, so I'd say yeah. It looks fun. I like the cast a lot, and... But I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, you versus Wild a shot. That is my number three pick. Okay, so that is going to be a reality show coming out, and that's YouTube, right? Netflix. No, okay. So I I've seen the commercials for that. All right. So my number three is an album. Whoa. This yeah. So this is you know how much I love these guys. Ugh. It's dropping on April nineteenth. Cage the Elephant. Oh, it's not what I thought you were going to say. No. What did you What did you think? Rock on the Tours. Rock on Tours. They have not announced their new album release yet. Oh, wait. Just just got an alert on my phone. Looks like, oh, uh, yeah. All the all the music's been deleted. I'm sorry. That actually made me really mad. So there, there goes my workout. So on April 19th, Cage the Elephant is dropping social cues. Not running all night. Which is their brand new studio album. This is an album that I've been looking forward to mainly because their last album, album, Melophobia, I've kind of found a trend that at the end of each Cage the Elephant, album a new song or the the last song on that album kind of sets up what their next album is going to sound like so their last song on their last album sounded a little bit like what they're playing but it's very different i still feel like what the songs what they've produced already and the singles that they've released so it's going to be interesting they've collaborated with beck on this album yeah the entire album yep did he produce it or something? Mm-hmm. Really? And they're also touring with Beck. What album is this? Social Cues. Album so number five. I'm oh, pretty sure it's uh, the fifth album. They, I want to say they got airplay on the radio years ago, maybe five years ago, and that's how I know them. But I, I don't think I could name a single song by them. No Rest for the Wicked. Is that a song? That was their one of their largest hits. They've had... A few songs that have made it on the airways, but not a lot, which is kind of sad and surprising. But some of their music videos have done pretty well with YouTube views. I find the Schultz brothers to be very fascinating, uh, who are in this band. And their music is a nice mix of punk and alternative. And they mix in some really interesting elements of other genres as well so i'm really looking forward to this they've already released i believe two no three singles now and the first one was definitely kind of like your crowd pleaser the one to get everyone amped then the other two are very very different so i digress (laughs) what is uh what's your number two my number two is a little thriller Called Pet Cemetery. Ooh, coming out in just days. Just days from away from this. I'm really excited to see how it turns out. So far, the buzz is good. Very good, actually. 
Coming out of South by Southwest, a lot of critics are basically hailing it as the best Stephen King adaptation. Ever? There's no way. That's what some of the critics are saying. There's no way it's going to top. The Mist? Or Shawshank Redemption or The Green Mile? Or It? I just want a gore fest. Do you think think that... I think that it'll be that. Do you think that it will be better than It, Chapter 1? Hmm... I you know I I prefer the Pet Cemetery story. Now you've read the book, right? I have, and I, I listened okay. to it again. Again, Michael C. Hall narrates it, the audio book, and that I think came out last summer. So I I listened to that again, and I I think after I I'm I'm currently in the middle of Duma Key, which is it's a process. I love that. I'm about eight hours left. It's a twenty-two hour book or whatever. So I'm in the middle of Duma Key, and then. I kind of want to revisit Pet Cemetery because I it's I think it might be my favorite King book officially. Wow, I know that is definitely up at the top of the list for many King fans. And if you've listened to this podcast, you know how much Drew and I love King and his just wild stories. That's honestly something for the book Pet Cemetery. I've never read. I've never opened. What? It. I've wanted to. You need to listen to the audio book. Who's the, who's the narrator for Michael C. Hall. I okay. just said that. I know. I'm just like focused on uh, the new Zelda. He's on drugs right now, I folks. am. So the... Well, uh, I need you... I, I rewatched the original Pet Cemetery. You're, yeah. you're going to do it in the coming days. I think you're going to be really surprised at when you go back and watch it. Because I, I was... I was a little nervous to re- revisit it. Because I thought it was going to be awful. You were worried about Fred Gwynn, Herman Munson. And I mean, there are some silly moments in it, obviously, because it deals with a child having to kill people. <laughs> uh, but I don't. It's not a spoiler to say that the original holds up. I'm in- interested to hear more of your thoughts on that because I always like the film, but I have not seen it in probably ten years. Yeah, it had been a long time for me, and and. You're, I think you're going to be uh, pleasantly surprised. You're in for a treat. My number two has to go to something. It's a TV show. You're going to hate. You're going to scream as soon as I say this. I already know what it is. What is it? It's freaking Game of Thrones. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. Does that theme actually make you want to punch someone every time you hear it? No. I, I. It's less about the show, and I just don't understand this fan base that thinks this is the best show on television. It really genuinely makes me mad. Now, the last season had several episodes, and one of the episodes is titled Battle of the Bastards, one of the greatest, most epic battle scenes ever. It's insane. And apparently, one battle scene for this upcoming season, their final season, Took 52 weeks to shoot. That's like Lord of the Rings. Or is it, I'm sorry, 52 days. It was 52. Yeah, 52 yeah. weeks is. I was going to say that's an entire year, but uh, yeah, 52 days to shoot one I mean, scene at if, night. Again, if you've never listened, I've talked about this. I've, I sat through four seasons of this show, and I've just never gone back to pick it back up, and I'm fine with that. You know, it was tough for me to get into this. I waited because I kept hearing everyone raving about it. I think it was in like its third or fourth season. So I ended up binge watching seasons one and two. Did it in one sitting. I think I was at homesick. 
it was actually very tough to get through season one. And I will say that once I got to the end of season two, it, I was able to watch and stick with it easier than in the very beginning. Like I, I, it was just tough. I'll say that. But Game of Thrones, the final season coming out Sunday, April 14th. I mean, I was, I would say I'm happy that it's finally going to be over, but we know there's a prequel coming. This yeah. thing is never going to die. Do you think that you'll ever go back to Game of Thrones and finish it? Just finish the story? How many, what's this last season number? Seven. So I don't really have that much. Um, I would say there's a 22% chance that I'll, oh. I will ever watch another episode. And 22 seems very high. I stand corrected. It is season eight. Yeah, that's just the, the percentage just dropped, dropped the 2%. Now, does this help? Season seven, the last season that came before this one, season seven, only seven episodes. The final season that's getting ready to come out, season eight, only six episodes. Six episodes that are an hour and a half long. True. No, I'm not doing that. Ooh. Those guys can suck it. So, what is your most anticipated piece of pop culture that's coming out? Number one for me is something that's been 10 years in the making. It's a little independent film. Oh, I was going to say, you know, the Rock on Tours album has been 10 <laughs> years in the making. It's a little independent film um, that has, what is this cast? It's got... Chris Evans, Boo. Robert Downey Jr. I guess Scarlett Johansson is in she this She makes movie. a cameo, I believe. Um, what is this? Who is that? Paul Paul Rudd, I guess, is in this. It's called it, Avengers it, Endgame. God, it seems like a thousand years ago. I fought my way out of that cave. Became Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. None of us can go back. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. Oh, is that the one with Edward Norton? He's reviving yes. his... Okay. Yeah, he's back in this one. He's reviving his role. Ten years in the making, and I'm at that point now. I wasn't huge on Captain Marvel. I'm looking forward to uh, Spider-Man Far From Home because I love Spider-Man. But at this point, my interest in the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is waning. But I'm really looking forward to this because all of this, this is what we've been billing for. For a decade. And I, I tell you what, this movie's three hours and two minutes. I can't I wait. I can't wait for that. I know. Every once in a while, and if it's something I really want to see, that bloated three-hour runtime is something I actually, like, really thrive on. And I, I'm very excited for Endgame. This is the last time we're going to see, I would imagine, Tony Stark, a.k.a. Iron Man. Sure. Definitely Steve Chris Rogers. Evans a.k.a. Captain America. Probably Thor. I bet Thor might be done. Hemsworth really? seems to be in, uh, really into it. 
So I, I, I guess I could see him coming back. But for a lot of these core characters, this is it. They're ready to be done. Like Except I wonder, we know Black Widow's getting her own film, mm-hmm. which is long deserved. But like, is Hulk going to stick around? Are we going to see Eric, not Eric Bana. <laughs> Are we going <laughs> to see uh, Mark Ruffalo anymore? I don't know. I, it's just an end of an era, and I'm excited to see how it ends. I hope it ends well. Because if you build up for 10 years and this is a freaking turd sandwich, all the mar- the stinky, sweaty Marvel nerds like myself, we're going to revolt. I honestly am really curious if it's going to be a mopey, sad sack film for like two and a half hours and the last 30 minutes will be like nonstop energy, high action scenes. I hope so. Do you want to wager right now? We'll each pick one character we think is going to Kick the bucket. You can only pick one. Okay. I guess you and I could possibly have the same one. I think it's really only only down to two people. Though I could see I could see a wild card. I have one wild card. I feel like there'll be a wild card in there I, too. There'll be more than one death. Yeah. Hawkeye's I'm, probably gonna bite the bullet. Uh, yeah. You think? Possibly. They didn't do it last time because he's I, got a family. I, I got a wild card and it's probably My, What's your, let's say the wild card will go three, two, one, and then say it. Okay. All right. Let's do it in three, two, one, Black Widow. They're not killing Black Widow. It's going to be a prequel. She's going to come out with the show or movie that's all prequel based. Think about it. We don't know a lot of them. De-age Johansson to be set in the 90s. They've done it with a lot of other movies. Uh, Yeah, that's true. They did it with Captain Marvel. Exactly. And by the way, Sam Jackson looks great in that. I'm telling you, I bet you anything that's what they'll end up doing. Have we talked about Captain Marvel on this show? No. Just okay, right? Just an okay Honestly, movie. I thought it was just... When I first got out, I did not like it. Yeah, serious, and I, I was the you. one that I was like, I think if you see this again, you'll like it. And I didn't love it by any stretch. I'd say it was okay. That's my best. It's still bottom tier for I can't. Me. It's probably bottom three. I was very surprised whenever I came out of the theater with that movie. Very surprised. It's making... And not a good way. <laughs> an absolute killing at the box. It's like, yeah. I don't understand it. Because it's Marvel, baby. I guess, but I, I mean, I think a lot of it is people want another female character, which I totally get. I just think, and I hate to compare it to the Wonder Woman, it doesn't have... I don't think it's nearly as good as Wonder Woman. No. There's such a, an emotional level to Wonder Woman that this film never reaches. There are a lot of, I would say, script points and just the overall story that it really suffers. And that's where I had a hard time really latching on to the character. I thought Brie We don't did, know like, the character, well, I thought, which is a huge problem. She doesn't well, know herself and we don't know who uh, Carol Danvers is. It's a huge misstep. Yeah. I understand the process, but when you're... 23 films into it. I don't like being introduced to somebody that she doesn't know who she is and I can't figure her out either. Messy. That would be the best way that I can describe it. She'll, I think she'll fare a lot better in Endgame, uh, the character-wise. I just thought, after I saw the movie, I just said the worst thing I can say is the cat in the movie is the most memorable part. And when a cat is the most memorable <laughs> yep. part, it's not good. Yeah. I, I really hated that she stole the Nine Inch Nails t-shirt and the grunge look. It wasn't actually her look. She stole it off a of mannequin. That bugged me. I was like, going into the movie, I was like, this is awesome that she likes Nine Inch Nails. She doesn't. She, she doesn't. It. No. 
Like she that. doesn't even know who Trent Reznor is. But I did like that Terminator 2 call out or call back whenever she takes the motorcycle and she rides off by changing clothes. Sure. That was fun. But you know what else is fun? I watched The Running Man over the weekend. He says, I'll be back. That's real fun. I love. Did you seriously watch that? Yeah, because you and I, we do. We have a big get together on Wednesday nights. We watch Survivor. Survivor. We have our own fantasy league with uh, Spencer, former guest, and a big crew of us to get together and we watch it. And we watched the new LeBron James reality show. Yeah. What was it? What I the remember. Medical Mile. What's it called? One Minute Mile or something? Uh, the Million Dollar Mile. Million Dollar Mile. And we were like, man, this is. This is a lot like The Running Man. It, it got looks, me, yeah. It got me uh, kind of hooked to rewatch that. I hadn't seen it in a long time, and it was basically fresh. Right? And so, yeah, just why are we talking about this? We got off talking about uh, from Survivor to um, oh, from yeah, Captain the, Marvel, the T two thing. Yeah, yeah. He says I'll be back in The Running Man. I and love I, it, and I actually audibly laughed out loud. So shame on me. So, speaking of that watch party. We are also going to be doing Survivor, and then we will be adding the Twilight Zone. Everything that happens in this universe has to be the way it is. Things happen the way they should. It's all the same number. What are the odds of that? You happy with your life? Don't you want it all? It said that would happen right when it did. Where's our dog? We don't have a dog. That is my most anticipated show or just anything for the month of April. I'm looking forward to Endgame. I'm excited to see that. I'm excited for Pet Cemetery. I'm excited for a lot of things, but nothing can top my excitement for The Twilight Zone. It's being produced and hosted by Jordan Peele. He's bringing back the iconic Rod Serling noir-style presentations of setting up the episodes. I can't wait. Two episodes have been released. April 1st, the first episode's The Comedian, which Starring. is on YouTube for free yeah. right now if you want to give it a shot. Yeah, you can you can watch that for free on YouTube. And then the second episode is Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Both of these have been inspired by former Twilight Zone episodes, episodes that were produced by Serling in the 50s-60s. And this is something you and I both are very much so looking forward to and I can't wait to go home and watch these and then rewatch them Wednesday night. Uh, the episodes, I will say, already getting a glimpse, the first episode, The Comedian, that episode is almost an hour long, sitting at 55 minutes, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet, starring Adam Scott. That is sitting at 38 minutes long. Love so it. Love that. They're, I love that they're not sticking to an actual time of like, we got to meet like 24 minutes or 15 minutes, whatever. I've heard a few complaints about the runtime, a few other things, but I'm interested to give this a watch. I won't spend a lot of time on this because 
We will be covering The Twilight Zone, breaking down the episodes each and every week. That means coming up on Quality Check Podcast, we will cover Twilight Zone next, where we talk about both of those episodes in detail. I'm also going to rewatch the episodes in which those are inspired by. We'll talk about that. Also coming up, we've got Pet Cemetery. Drew, you brought that up as your second most anticipated thing coming out here in April. So we'll return to the old and watch the new. And that's what we've got in the works. Also, the final thing is a contest. <laughs> you should follow us on Twitter because whenever we get 200 followers, Drew, what are we going to do again? We're giving away a Fandango gift card. So that you can go to the movies on our dime just for following us. Don't forget you can rate and subscribe to us so that every new Quality Check episode drops into your podcast player. You can follow us on Twitter at Quality Check Pod, Instagram at Quality Check Podcast, or you can email us at QualityCheckPodcast at gmail.com. That is the end of this podcast. Thank you for listening to what we are looking forward to watching and listening to in the month of April. While I am a robot, I can't promise that Daniel and Drew's pick M's for the month will turn out good. No one can really because an opinion isn't fact. Oh no. Did you hear that? The human who uses this computer is coming back so I need to return to sleep mode. Until next time. Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA.